Well, for me, uh, was an unbelievable moment. I have to say thank you a lot. Gracias. 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 Uh, all supporters of Juventus. What they, did, what they did for me was amazing. I'm so happy. Thank you, all of them. This has never happened in my career so far, uh, but uh, I'm so happy. Lovely notes from Giuseppe Verdi mean we are interrupting some sort of tournament that's going on over in Russia to bring you a special edition of the Serie A sit-down. Cristiano Ronaldo goes to Juventus. I'm Frank Crivello. Glad you are clicking on and getting stuck in with us for this special edition. And joining me as always, co-host Richard Carmen. Ciao, Richard. Ciao, Frank, and to all the Cristiano Ronaldo fans out there, welcome to Syria. Oh, no, 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 never mind. Uh, how you doing, Frank? I'm I'm good. I'm hoping this, if anything, this should this should bump our uh, listenership by about what five? <laughs> so, yeah, maybe maybe five, four four for sure, but maybe four. five. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, you know. Boy, quite an interesting boy. We thought, you know, here I am. I'm thinking I'm going to have a nice summer. I'm going to have a break from doing these podcasts, from having to do any city I sit down. And uh, now all of a sudden, uh, you know, Italy's not at the World Cup. And I had to relearn know. how to do this podcast thing. I was like, wait, what, what, what do we do again? Oh, I'm glad I could find the uh, uh, mute uh, button so that we can allow the uh, the lovely notes of Giuseppe Verdi to come through without me talking. That was good. <laughs> getting my getting my last belch in or something like that before I, before I get on so I don't do it on air. So, uh, but, uh, but here we are, uh, you know, midsummer and, and we're doing a podcast because, uh, you know, there's only maybe two or three players in world football that we would probably do this for. And, uh, you know, in this case, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, it is official unless you have been living under a rock. Um, you do know that, uh, uh, he is officially a Juventus player. He is officially going to be playing uh, at places like Frosinone and Spal. Um, and uh, what are some other wonderful stops that he's going to have to make, uh, you know, during the Serie A season? Um, Benevento, oh yeah. Well, no, Benevento. Oh, no, you're right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to refresh your Serie A oh, page. See, I'm still in summer mode. <laughs> you got to you got to refresh your Serie A page. There's going to be a new season. There's some promoted teams. We've got to got to get on. We've got to get on top of this. Hey, so. Copitaia, he might be there. So who knows? Yeah, yeah, but that, that could be. You got a point there. So, 
So the deal is done. It is $123 million U.S. He's signing a four-year contract. I believe he's getting $30 million U.S. Um, and uh, that, is, uh, that is a lot of coin at age 33. Richard, I'll start with my reaction yep. uh, when it became official, and then I'll ask you for yours. Uh, I just immediately went to Twitter and saying, let me be the first to congratulate Juventus on winning another Scudetto and another Coppa Italia. Um <laughs> Uh, just no like Champions two seasons. No Champions League? Well, I, and then I said, well, and for God's sake, can you finally win a Champions League? Um, it's, <sighs> there's, this is like two years ago when, when Juve plucked, uh, Iguain from Napoli and Pjanic from Roma in the same yes. season, at least yes. in terms of our forecast for Juventus. And I think we ended, we, we were on with Blair Newman at the end of the season. We said, you know, Juventus, they're not going to fall back to the pack. Uh, the, the chasing pack are going to have to come get them. Um, and with this signing, Richard, uh, that task for the likes of Inter, Napoli, and Roma, who, who God, it feels like years ago they were having a great 2018 Summer Mercato uh, by comparison. Uh, all of a sudden, that has become a much bigger mountain to climb for the uh, title contenders. Yeah, just when I thought, I was like, oh, finally, uh, the, the, the other three big teams in, in the league are making big pushes because they really want to dethrone Juventus. Juventus go, you know what? I see what you're doing. I'll raise you five, and they and they bring in arguably the best player in the world or second best. You know, one one a. Who cares? Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 unreal. When, when I first heard the news, really, what I thought was, thank God that it's over because I hate these rumors that drag on. Milan are f- infamous for these things. Um, so it was really within a week we it, when the rumors started and when it ended. Uh, I'm kind of glad that it's over and that we can get on. And it's it's over before the World Cup final. Obviously, they're going to talk about it during the World Cup final. Uh, but uh, still, it's uh, it's 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 a big move for Syria, and it's kind of like come full circle. You know, Syria was was the king in in the '90s, and then when uh, uh, Zinedine Zidane went from you know Juventus to Real Madrid, it kind of moved the guard to to La Liga. Now that Ronaldo's coming back to Syria, perhaps the, the title comes back to Syria. Who knows? Uh, for sure, bigger names were going to start to come now with Syria uh, with the with the signing of uh, Ronaldo. And let's talk about that. Well, let's talk about, you know, what this means for Serie A, um, because y- you and I have, uh, you know, covered this very intensively over the last couple of years. We had been big fans of Serie A for many, many years, obviously, with our support for Milan. Uh, but since starting this podcast, we've watched it a lot closer. We've paid a lot closer attention to, uh, you know, I-, I-, I know more about teams like Sassuolo than I cared to know uh, two years ago. <laughs> And that's not to be disrespectful to Sassuolo fans. Um, but, uh, you know, and what you and I would agree on, and we've gone out in social media and said this, Serie A had, and we had been saying this over the two years we've been doing this podcast, Serie A is a sleeping giant. And it just needs that moment uh, to be thrust back into the spotlight and be back into the main conversation and eat at the big boy table like the Premier League, like La Liga, like even Bundesliga. Uh, you know, you can make that argument for who, you know, consequently Serie A lost that fourth Champions League place to uh, for so many years. And now they got it back with how the uh, uh, with how the uh, allocations are being adjusted for the upcoming Champions League. But if, if this isn't the moment that brings Serie A back to that that level and back to that limelight, I don't know. I don't know what it will be for them. I think this is a giant step in that direction, but I think 
parity in the league. If Juventus run away with this title by 30, 40 points, no one's going to care. They're going to be like, see? It's just like a league on. Um, there was a race for a while, and then, but now it's just PSG. Last year was all PSG. Uh, if, this, if that happens in Serie A this season, people are going to say the same thing and not going to tune in. We need these other teams, Inter, Roma, Napoli, um, maybe even a surprise dark horse come in there and, and, and challenge Juventus. Uh, sure, we want to see the goals by Ronaldo and, and everyone in Serie A, but it has to be a competitive league. Um, that's what really distinguishes the top leagues from the others. Um, I mean, La Liga, they held the throne for such a long time. That's because their top 10 teams could beat most teams in other leagues. Uh, just look at European European competition. So Serie A, they've already done that with getting teams in, in Europa League going deep and, and, and obviously Champions League. But now they got to compete on the Serie A front and, and, and give Juventus a go. Uh, these other teams are trying, but it's kind of hard now that they got, you know, the GOAT, arguably. Oh, I that's another conversation. I, I, I don't think he's the GOAT. I, I think he is. I said arguably. I didn't say it was my yeah, choice. <laughs> I, think he, I think what you said earlier, he's 1 or 1A one of this generation for sure. Yeah. Um, there's no disputing that. But, uh, you know, we can have conversations about Pele and Maradona and uh, Zidane. And, and to me, I... And they're all fruitless I, I, arguments, on, you yeah. know, really. And, it's, and they're just going to be debates, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and nothing more. For me, Zidane... You know, when I really got dialed in and tuned in, for me, he still is the player that I look forward to watching the most. Um, but even uh, at forty, even at forty, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, so but those those debates are going to go on forever. Uh, you know, let's talk about this first season and what everybody will expect. I, you know, I asked my son because he's a he's a Juve fan. You know. And I said to him, I said, so what do you think? He said, he can't wait. He said, Daddy, I can't wait for the first game. <laughs> that was what he said to me. He said, <laughs> he's, already, he's already looking forward to it. So, you know, what do you think is Ronaldo's his first season in Serie A, given how Serie A has been the last couple seasons? Because it's not your father's Serie A anymore, okay? The, some of the tactics and some of the old gamesmanship and, and defensive stuff is still there. But this has gotten to be a much higher scoring league. And you can say it because, well – there are more world-class level strikers or world-class capable strikers, uh, you know, playing in Serie A that aren't getting the attention that some of these these teams are getting in other leagues. Um, some of it is is because maybe the bottom third of Serie A is just so rotten and they're so prone to giving up goals that that's why the the uptick is there. So there's so many different reasons for it, but nonetheless, it's a landscape where scoring is up um, in the last couple seasons. Um, so knowing that, but still knowing that there's still some of those tactics um you know there from time to time you know Ronaldo's first season with Juventus what's his floor and what's his ceiling uh, well first let me read a, a quote that I uh that I saw from Conor Clancy earlier um and he tweeted out the highlight of the 2018-2019 Serie A season Andre Mazziello kicking the legs from beneath Cristiano Ronaldo before putting him tightly in his pocket I thought that was funny <laughs> um so I saw a tweet earlier that and it was obviously a Syria diehard. Uh, the fans are, are they have so much passion. But they were the, the tweet was Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo will not get double digit goals this season. That's that's a little stretch right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, you know the floor. What's the floor with him? I mean, he could probably a bad year for him probably be fifteen to twenty goals. Okay. All right. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. 
Um, I think he can score in any league, as as can the best players in this world. I think they they, they can score in any league. Um, <laughs> I think Iguain's record is in jeopardy. Honestly, yes. I was just going to ask you that. It's it's thirty six goals and he's thirty three. It's going to be an amazing feat at his age to do that. Now, look what he did last year. Yeah, it wasn't his sixty one goal performance he had in two thousand fourteen, but. That's still a lot of goals, and and once he gets used to his teammates, if Douglas Costa starts getting the pitch time that he deserves, the ball if he stays on the team, we don't know what's up with like Iguain yet. Is he going to Chelsea? Is he staying? Um, but they have so much talent at Juventus; they're going to give him the ball, and he can he can he can go off their headers like no other. Um, when he's not taking the free kicks, he's going off the corner kicks. He's going to take a header, so um, he's going to get his goals, and uh, I, I think that jeopard- that goal is definitely in jeopardy. We had that we're going to we had that um, uh, Immobile tracker last year, and even. Uh, uh, a little bit of the uh, what's his name, um, Icardi one as well, but I think we're going to have to definitely get one with uh, Ronaldo's here. Hot take is that uh, for those of you that don't think he's going to get double-digit goals, he's just going to get that he's not. For those of you on Twitter that are going out and saying he's not going to get double-digit goals, he's going to get double-digit goals just on penalties. Okay? He might get in the first month. Well, this is goals, this is also because this is also Juventus, okay, and all the fun that we like to have with referees and VAR and you know and all this other stuff. So. That was bad timing for that. This is a day for Juventus to celebrate. I'm still trying to stick it to him some way. <laughs> but anyway, that's fair, though. I mean, 10 of the goals that he's going to score this season is probably going to be penalties, aren't they? I mean, oh, yeah. they're going to yeah. take Dybala off penalties. They're going to have him take them because he takes them for Portugal. He took them for Real Madrid. He's, he's you know, you're not paying this guy $30 million to not take penalties. Look so. for Dybala to have a, an absurd amount of assist this season because uh he stays on the team he's going to be feeding ronaldo like crazy and, and he's got the vision that that can find ronaldo ronaldo's going to end up being ultimately an, ulti- uh, an out-and-out striker as he as the years go on but uh Dybala can get him the ball for sure that they have a they're they're able to play an attacking midfield of cristiano ronaldo paulo Dybala, and douglas costa Yowza. oh good lord um, that's no, and, and we can't even, and that's just peeling the onion. There's Juan Cuadrado, there's Federico Benedeschi, who this just in, they gave a lot of money to, they put a lot of money into last year. Marco Piazza uh, might be coming back for all we know. Yeah, very, very possible. He's in the mix. Manzukic is still in the mix. I mean, this is just looking at the current squad. You've got, you got Higuain still there, although he may be going. Um, you know, and then, uh, I mean, Moise Khan certainly going to get loaned. Uh, there's just nowhere. There's just nowhere in the squad for him. Uh, no, no, not at all. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, because he's so, a great talent. And we and 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 Miralem Pjanic is still in this team. I mean, you know the the possibilities that that um, Max Allegri has. Um, you know, Ronaldo can be a can play as a nine because he has done that in the past. He could play, you know, wide on the left. Um, you know, there's just so many different things that he's going to be able to throw at teams. It's going to be very difficult to track Juve from week to to deal with Juve from week to week, and uh, and just with those all those attacking players. The other dangerous thing here, Richard, they can adjust their tactics on the fly, and it's going to be so hard for the other team to adjust back. You know, um, yeah, it's just uh, they they're, they've got some with right now with the way the current squad looks. They've just got so many interchangeable parts. So is it fair to say that uh, Max Allegri is going to stay this next season? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he wants to stick around. You know, it, he, he's paid his dues. The poor guy had to the poor guy had to coach Kevin Constant, so he's gone from that. 
<laughs> beeline yeah, yeah. Uh, to Slightly you know great. to now to now coaching one of the best to, one of the best to ever put on the boots. So I'll I'll put the I'm actually going to put the floor at 20 goals. There's no way he's under 20 goals. Um, I don't I don't envision a Serie this season where he's short of that. Maybe an injury riddled season would put him at under 20. <laughs> That's about the only way. I don't know if the if if Iguain's record is in jeopardy. Okay, um, I'm not totally I'm not totally there yet. We might do our preview pod, you know, before the season begins here next month, Richard, and I might change my mind. But at the moment, I'm going to say, you know, 32, 33 is probably a reasonable expectation for how many goals he'll score just in Serie A. Okay, obviously okay. there's Champions League and there's Champions League and there's Coppa Italia. You know. I think 32-33 is a reasonable ceiling. That said, he can smash that ceiling because he's done that. Be- he's done it before. So, um, but granted, this is a league that even if the goals are up, the defending is a little bit more rigid than uh, you know than maybe what he has seen in La Liga week in and week out. Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah, shoot. What happens if he scores 50 or 60 goals this season? It's, it's, it's unbelievable to think about that, but what if he does? What does that say about Serie A then? It doesn't put us in a good light, right? It, it, well, it depends on where, where, where that 50 to 60 comes from. You know, if he's, it, let's, say, well, let's just say he scores 55. Okay. And is, you're, you're talking about just Serie A, right? It's just Serie A. Okay. He scores 55 and say 38, come, 38 to 40 of them come against the bottom third of the league. Yeah. I mean... I'm not going to be, you know, I'll be impressed by the number of goals, but I'm going to say, well, look at who he's playing against. <laughs> so, um, you know. But you know what's going to happen is people from the outside, England and, and, and Spain and, and all the fanboys are going to say, oh, see, I told you Serie A is not as good as advertised. They they were talking about how many goals they score and da da da, da And he comes in and at 33 years old and, and smashes the record and blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that's what the talk's going to be. I'm not going to think that, and neither are you, but – you know the people on the outside who are not familiar with this league, I'll put it that way, um, are going are gonna to start saying that. Hopefully that doesn't come. <laughs> I'm sure the defenses are good enough that he's not going to get the, that total. They can say that, and then I'll go back to the, and point to how Roma made the uh, semifinal of the Champions League last year, and, <laughs> and, and people at ESPN and FC were still saying they're not a good team, which, okay, they almost made the Champions League final, and they're not a good team. And then Juventus has been in the Champions League final you know, in two out of the last four. So, you know, Serie A gets teams deep into European competition, so you can measure it at that at that vein as well. So, um, but yeah, I we do have a we do have a problem with 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 parity. You know, once we get to about thirteenth on down, we have a real problem with uh, with with quality. There's no question about that. There's no getting around that. So. But my point is, is that if he scores that many goals, it's it's you got to break down where it's coming from. And if people want to go ahead and make that perception, you know, they might also make that perception if he goes off and scores hat tricks against Inter and Roma and Lazio too. That is true. To, you know, look at it; he's dominating this league. So it would be a no-win situation if he scores that many. I don't think he scores that many. I, I I'm going to top him off at about 32, 33, you know, for a ceiling this season. You know, but I think his floor is twenty. I don't see him. I don't. I there's no way he's short of that unless he gets seriously hurt. So, um, when we look at Juve's current squad, we've obviously talked an awful lot about them. And I mean, I mean, and, and Ronaldo is going to be the name that's going to be on everybody's lips as far as Juve's Mercato. But uh, 
prior to this, you, you take them out of this picture, they still did some. They've still done some pretty good business. Joao Cancelo did some wonderful things for Inter, and Juve said, "You know what? We're going to buy him." <laughs> so, unfortunately, forty yeah. million and solve our right back problem. Um, and then uh, Emery Chan on a free. Yep. Uh, Matia, yeah, Matia Perin uh, from Genoa. You know, um, you know, are the are the three uh, are the three main names, uh, and then. You take a look at the players that are coming back at the end of their loan periods. Maybe some of these guys are going to factor into the conversation, you know, when lineups are going to be sorted. Rolando Mandragora, decent season at Crotone last year on loan. Uh, Leonardo Spinazzola is back in the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got to get sorted. I think they, I think he's staying. Uh, Mattia Caldara. Uh, so they're all back from their loan. I mean, they got better so much. Better. This is a ridiculously loaded Juventus team. This is a and two years ago I banged the drum for them to make the Champions League final. This team is is this team is miles better than that team two years ago. Yeah. Um, and 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 the team four years ago that had well I don't know about miles better than the team four years ago. That's <laughs> uh, Vidal, Pirlo, Pogba, and uh, Tevez. the midfield was disgusting. That was pretty special. Um, but um, but uh, this team has Juve has taken incredible leaps, and you know Cristiano Ronaldo is is the icing on the cake. Um, so I ask you. A lot of people to try to keep happy here, Richard. <laughs> Somebody in this group has got to go. I mean, who would you anticipate before this transfer window slams shut? Who's, you know, who's showing up to who's showing up to work um, at Juve and thinking I'm, I'm probably not going to be here much longer? Um, El Pepito Gonzalo Higuain. Okay. Um, Ronaldo can play the out and out striker. He kind of likes to play that position. Um, he'll roam around the, the 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 pitch, of course, but he likes to line up in that in that top spot and and get all the goals that he can. Um, I, I see him going. There's rumors that he's going to go to Chelsea to, to join Sarri. Who knows? Um, who else? I mean, the youngsters are going to probably go back on loan. Obviously, we talked about Moise Keane is going to go. Um, Andrea Favalli, who they just picked up for almost seven million euros, he's probably going to go out on loan to get some pitch time. Um, Marco Piazza as well. Probably stay on alone at Schalke. Um, other than that, I mean, Storaro, I, I thought he was going to go, but maybe he got an extension. I can't remember now because so many things have gone on this summer. Uh, the big one, the big one for me though, is Dybala. Is he, I mean, he'd obviously want to stay, you would think, but you never know. Maybe he wants to be the main guy, and now that Ronaldo's there, he's going to be like, "Well, this, I'm not going to be able to get that chance." Uh, who knows what he's thinking? Um, but for me, the big one is Gonzalo Egan, who I think is definitely going to go. And then Dybala, is he going to stay or is he going to go? Yep. How about uh, you? If if I'm looking at this just from a, you know, you know, where do I trim it? And I, I get the I get the Iguain, uh comment, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's there's talk that he he could be off to Chelsea or he could be moving on anyway. Um, you know. Dybala, I'd, I'd like to see stay. Yeah. Um, you know, how much longer can Mario Mandzukic play at Juve? You know, with all of this, I think I think you know I could see selling him, yeah. but I could also see him staying and still having a reason, reasonable role uh, oh, with yeah. the old lady because Allegri trusts him. And he's versatile. He can play the left wing. We've seen that. He's he's great at back checking or backtracking. Um, yeah. So he's versatile. He can be there for the last minute goals if they need it. Uh, like you said, so yeah, I can see him keeping. Allegri, Allegri loves him absolutely. Yeah, I would say uh, another one that I think keep an eye on. Uh, what is all this? I mean, 
with with Spinazzola possibly back in the mix for Juve, um, do they move on from Alexandro? Uh, can they get some money for him? Because he's had, yeah. you know, he had a he had a great season two years ago uh, in the run to the Champions League final. Last season he was back and forth with Quadu Asamoa, who now will be playing for Inter. Um, and now Spinazzola is in the mix, and you just wonder if that's a guy they move on from. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the only other, you know, other than that, some of these other players, it's it's awfully difficult to to see to see it happening because there's been commitments made to all of them just recently. Rodrigo Bentancur they brought in last year. Bernadeschi yep. they brought in last year. Juan Cuadrado they made permanent last year after a loan. Brought in um, Chesney last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Chesney's, Chesney's permanent now. So <clears throat> so it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting what they do or if anybody, you know, moves on from this uh, from this particular group. I think, yeah, everybody's gunning for Iguain to be the most ob- obvious. But if he stays, he's going to be standing to benefit from the, 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 the service and the support he's going to have behind him. There's no doubt about that. I'll give you one that could go. Mm. Sammy Kadira. I think he's gone. I, I, I don't think you bring in Emre Chan. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you bring in some of these other guys. You know, I, I, the writing's been on the wall with him. And, I mean, if, if, if Juve Twitter and Juve fans have their way, he's gone. Right. Um, you know, I think that uh, everybody just conveniently points to him as the one that's always easily overrun in the midfield. He's, you know, he's played so many games between club and country over the years. I mean, he's not terribly old, but he's got so many miles on those legs. Um, and to play a position where you've got to cover so much ground, <clears throat> uh, it becomes more and more it becomes more and more challenging. And I think if Juve fans had their way, they would certainly agree with you. So, um, you know, so those. You know, those would those would be probably some of the names that that I would I would suspect. Uh, but getting back to um, getting back to uh, Ronaldo, a uh, bag full of toffee uh, tells us uh, overpriced at thirty three. Um, most cases, I would say the money involved for a thirty three year old footballer, Richard, that this would be a ripoff. Um, but this just goes beyond. We're getting Juve's getting. Tom Brady of, of football, of soccer. Don't use that name. Well, I'm using it because he's he's in tremendous shape, and as he gets older, he's still being good. And that's what I'm, <laughs> that's Ronaldo is. Ronaldo can play till 50 probably, and he keeps himself in immense shape. Uh, so, yes. so he's not overpriced. I think he's priced maybe slightly high. Um, I don't for, even think he's priced slightly high. I think that this is a reasonable price for him because it goes beyond the footballer. You're buying a brand. With this guy, oh, I yeah. mean, let's face it. The, the, Juve the, are banking on that. Yeah, the the marketing that you're going to be able to bring, the advertising that you're going to be, the jerseys that you're already selling. You said Juventus's website crashed today because yeah. people are trying to buy Ronaldo jerseys already the very day that he signed. So I, I think it's I think it's reasonable, and I think that in the end, Juve is going to stand to make a profit. And you even mentioned you you mentioned to him before the pod you learned that Ferrari is actually going to pay Ronaldo's salary to help the Agnelli family have a little relief and not have to deal with some of the FFP stipulations that could. Yes. <clears throat> and so he's going to be a global, he's not, he's not only going to be the face of Juventus and now the face of Ferrari, he's going to be a global brand now. And so they, they're buying the brand. It's kind of like Manchester United when they bought Pogba for the same reason. Um, except, you know, Agnelli, it's clever or, or, or crass or however you want to look at it. Uh, he's avoiding this, the financial fair play by 
he owns or Juventus own Fiat and 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 uh, Ferrari, so they got Ferrari to pay his salary twenty million euros or whatever. Um, so I mean, they found a way to they found a gray area, I guess. But um, he's they bought him because of the global. He's going to sell, 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 sell. Juve are going to make so much more money off of him, um, and he's going to love it because he's going to get more money as well because he'll get more sponsors and and yeah, it's just a win win for both for both of these parties involved. I just despise. I just despise Tom Brady. I'm, I'm already, <laughs> I already don't want this podcast to go on the air because you brought up that name. Ronaldo will outplay him. How about that? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Maybe not Gordy Howe, but but definitely Brady. Yeah, Gordy Howe. That's still nobody's nobody's surpassing what Gordy Howe did. <laughs> that's for sure. What he had, 26 seasons. If you don't well, know who he is, just DM us. We won't go any any further. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 get off the other uh, the other American sports uh, just for now. So, okay, so we've covered uh, you know our reactions. We've covered uh, you know what his immediate impact is going to be. Uh, we've covered uh, the the squad, uh, the possibilities that that Allegri now has with the existing squad. What his floor and what his ceiling is going to be. Who might move on as a result to maybe help make a little bit of room financially for uh, for the club? Um, you know, so you know we we covered a lot of that. So let's ask the burning question here on July tenth, two thousand eighteen. Richard, does Juventus win the Champions League next season? All right. Before I answer this, I'm going to preface this with some stats that Ronaldo has bring in from Real Madrid alone. Real Madrid, not not Manchester United. 438 games, 450 goals, 119 assists, four Champions Leagues, two La Ligas, two Copa del Reyes, two Spain Super Cups, four Ballon d'Ors, and three Golden Boots. Are they going to win the Champions League? They'll be in the final for sure. Okay. Um, if they win the Champions League, uh, that'll be a ridiculous feat by a player that is Ronaldo because there'll be four Champions Leagues in a row for him. Um, that is a lot in this generation. But I, I, mean, I don't know if they're going to win, but he's, they're going to be in the final, I think. I'll, I'll just put it that. How about that? Okay. Okay. Um, Do you think they're going to win? Or be there? Wow. Um, I think they're going to be in the final. I, 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 I can't see them... I, I, I can't see that not happening. And that's as of July 10th. More more chips may fall, and we may change our tune come the the preview pod. But as right. of right now, from what I've seen, what Juventus have done is stellar. This, this adding this addition, it, it has to have put them deep deep into Champions League. I would, Agreed. I would, I would think. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, if they don't at, at a minimum reach the final, it it will be a disappointment. I think we can probably say that another double is locked. Um, you know, with the with the moves that they've made and the squad that they've assembled. Uh, I mean, it just goes beyond Ronaldo, some of the other players that we talked about that they've added on. Um, let's get into Serie A, the impact on Serie A. Um, we talked about it already. You said Serie A is now uh, going to be back at the big boy table. This may not be an immediate, this may not have an immediate effect on a influx of world-class players or soon-to-be world-class players coming to Serie A, but this is definitely going to... It's a no-brainer to say that um, it's uh, definitely going to bring a lot more exposure to the league, uh, exposure at a level that they probably have not seen since the 90s, 
Um, you and I talked about how, you know, that was when at the end of the nineties, when Juventus were going on their run of making champions league finals, then Zidane was part of that team. And then he went off to Real Madrid. Um, said, yeah, was still being kept alive because Milan had a really nice team through the two thousands, uh, winning two champions leagues, but Calciopoli really destroyed the image of Italian football and especially Serie A. It's taken years for Juventus to recover and get to where they are now. And, um, financially, uh, the other big clubs still, uh, you know, feel that effect. And then also the profile of the league still feels that effect. Um, we talked about this being a turning point, but what does Serie A look like to you three years from now, five years from now? I think they'll be back to being the top. I think if Juventus succeed with, with this, you know, with this purchase, the other teams are obviously doing well with who they've signed. If I see the league progressing in a good way, um, by bringing in players, there's movement yet within the big teams, but their players are staying in the league. I think with Ronaldo coming to to Serie A, that'll help these other teams keep their players in Serie A and not go abroad. Uh, maybe they'll attract more players. So I think Serie A will eventually become that much stronger and become the league again. Um, and you probably will have to thank Cristiano Ronaldo, though it, it had started before him. Uh, we saw the last two seasons, you know, they led the, they led Europe in goals scored. So um, it's a trend that's been that's been coming. We've been talking about a sleeping giant, but I think this is going to help push it to the forefront. Uh, and with successful campaigns, and not only by Juventus but Roma, Inter, um, and, and Napoli, of course, uh, I think they're going to help bring it to the forefront, and they're going to be the league, or at least toe to toe with La Liga, for instance, uh, who is quote-unquote the best league in the world in many people's eyes so i think i think Serie A will be the focus for everybody in yep. three four years yeah I, I i i definitely agree with you there i think that um <laughs> there's got to be a way for those bottom third teams to 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 build and get better and try to at least bring a little bit more of, of, of a competitive balance if not an out and out parity um and then uh, I think also helped by the fact that these teams now can have their own uh, B teams that can play in lower divisions instead of worrying about loading them out to different clubs. That'll help for sure. I think that that's going to be a big help. That's going to be a very underestimated component for what to to what Serie A could end up becoming in three to you know three to five years from now. Um, TV rights, because we're frantically going back and forth and trying to figure this out because right now. The at least the U.S. based TV rights for Serie A are out twisting in the wind, um, and uh, you know it looks like uh, back in June, according to Reuters, uh, uh, they are kicking off a new bidding round for the rights to broadcast matches from 2018 to 2021. Um, there was a deal with Spain's Media Pro that failed. IMG wanted to try to do a bundle of the FA Cup and Serie A and try to present that, and and, and thankfully that didn't happen. Um, because uh, we would have had to pay for subscriptions to watch ESPN, for example, because there's no way you're finding Serie A even on ESPN2. I had um, told that I, I went on the Kings of Europe podcast toward the end of the season, and I said, you know, Fox Soccer may be a good fit because they're growing, they're doing it the right way. Um, it might be a good fit, but they got so much going on there too. I don't know if they're going to be interested. Um, so, Well, they got um, Bundesliga, Champions League, Europa League. And it didn't sound like they were terribly excited about bringing back FA Cup because it did not bring the, it did not bring them the draw or the ratings. This is at least, you know, from some of the stuff that I read earlier in the year. 
I would love to see Fox Soccer pick up Serie A. You know, I mean, because they have FS, they have Fox Sports. You know, you can carry it. You can carry games on the. You know, you can watch it on demand. That's the best part. On demand, Fox Sports. You know, I have Fox Sports Wisconsin. I don't know what is it, Fox Sports Atlantic for you out there or something like that. Um, there's FS1 and there's FS2. And, and seriously, FS2, how many more reruns of UFC do you need to watch? Um, <laughs> I could never get in. I, I could never get into that. I never saw the point. Um, Either way, I hope that uh, Dre Cordero and uh, and uh, and the Calcio guy, Mister uh, Bonetti, he, he, they're still telecasting the games because they're freaking they're freaking awesome last year. You know, BN are hoping that they get it because you know they'll still have Ronaldo in, the, in their wheelhouse. But uh, who knows? I mean, it's up in the air now, and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, who gets it. Hopefully, it's for the better of the league and not something where it's exclusive and you're gonna have to order it, kind of like they do in Europe with Sky and all that stuff. So. Um, hopefully it's to the masses and Fox soccer, I think would be great. Yeah. If you're Fox sports, NBC sports, even CBS sports, um, or ESPN, you know, and this news just hit and you're, you're a TV executive. How are you not making a phone call or trying to assemble a team of, Hey, look into this and see what we got to do to bring Syria to our networks. You know, um, you know, that's just the Juventus games alone. You're going to get the ratings. And us as Serie A fans are hoping for that because, you know, naturally people are going to take interest. There are fans of Ronaldo and there are people that hate Ronaldo. So people that hate Ronaldo could end up supporting other teams in Serie A, um, you know, and that's just going to help grow the exposure a little bit more. I mean, it just did. It, it would mystify me if, if, if a TV executive is looking at this and and hasn't already started uh you know, assembling some sort of team to explore the idea of having Serie A as part a Serie A package for their network. What do you think? Oh yeah, that have to. And all those, all these um, American owners of, of sports teams who are involved in like uh, these cable companies, you know, they're looking at their chops and saying, "We got to get it also some way." Because if I can get into the league and then and get Serie A on on my cable network or whatever, uh, it's it's an, an absurd amount of money that'll be available. Um, it, it 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 needs to be like I said. It has to be on on, on, a, on a channel that's going to be widely broadcasted. People to get the most attention. A way that you can get on, on major broadcast networks like Fox, CBS, ABC, whatever, ESPN. Um, those are the, those are those are the companies uh, that need to get in on this if they want to have the kind of exposure that say NBC has with uh, with the English Premier League or um, or like Fox Soccer has with with the Bundesliga and and Champions League and stuff. So. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm gonna tune in for that because that's gonna be just as big a news as as anything we've seen so far this summer. Yeah, definitely. So uh, eager to see, you know, if people start stepping up and getting involved here. Uh, you know, to try to nab City as part of their uh, as part of their product offerings. So, uh, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo has uh, raised the profile of Juventus. He's raised the profile of City. Uh, you know, maybe indirectly, but has raised the profile of City and uh, has just uh, given us a little more to anticipate uh, in this upcoming 2018-2019 Serie A season. So um, your reactions to CR7 joining the old lady, go to at Serie A sit down on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, let's touch on some of the other teams because uh, prior to Juve telling them to hold their beer, they were having a pretty good Mercato.
Yeah, Inter, Napoli, and Roma in particular, Richard, uh, were yeah. getting pretty excited about what they were assembling, and then Juve said, hold my beer, <laughs> <laughs> hold my wine, or something like that. Um, so, you know, I think that uh, certainly Juventus is going to be far and away, uh, you know, the best team in Italy yet again, and they're going to go on their way and they're win an eighth straight Scudetto, they're going to win a, a fifth straight uh, Coppa Italia. Um but let's uh, let's talk a little bit about some of these other teams because they've done some impressive stuff here. Napoli. Which do you want to start with first? Well, let's start with Napoli, uh, the team that came closest last season. Uh, it all started with the manager um, Carlo Ancelotti, yeah. um, you know, coming on board and uh, and becoming manager. What does that say to you about Napoli? Napoli have really arrived if they can land a manager. Uh, I mean, as decorated as Ancelotti. They needed to because Sarri did uh, fabulous things with them, and they needed if they wanted to build on that or um, or even or skyrocket past that, they needed to bring in a big name. They could not afford to have another name to to build up just like they did with Sarri. Uh, Ancelotti was available. He turned down the Italian uh, national team job. So hey, go for him. And the fact that they got him shows that. Ancelotti only goes to teams that he thinks are winners. Uh, look at the last five teams he's been in. Every league that he's been in, it's always been the top team. So he he's, he must be extremely confident at not only what the players that they have, but what the you know what their game plan was, and that's why he went there. Because he's not going to go to a team that, and try to finish third or fourth. He's going to go for a title. So that tells me that the Napoli product that they have is something that Car- Carlo Ancelotti is is salivating at, and he thinks that he can win with them. Um, and before this Ronaldo thing, that was you know it was a good argument that that, that could have been done. Um, he's he has a pedigree like no other in Serie A right now. I mean, Allegri, you can say obviously, but other than that, I mean, the Champions Leagues he's won, the titles he's won in, in so many different leagues. Um, this is this is a, a good fit. Now, will will the schemes work? Because the Sarri scheme against the Ancelotti scheme are like night and day. But that aside, I think I mean they got a they got a top notch manager. Yep, agreed. And then uh, here are the gets. Fabian Ruiz, who you know well because you're yeah, with, your, with your affinity for Real Betis, and I've seen him a couple of times. Talented talented player uh, for the central midfield for $30 million. Simone Verdi from Bologna, um, who had a fabulous season last last year for the, um, for the Rosso Blue. Um, Alex Merritt coming over from Udinese, who I think yeah. that's an underrated signing. Um, and young, twenty million too for young, young, talented goalkeeper, and I think that's an upgrade. I really think that's an upgrade for Napoli from Pepe Reina. And they, wow. they did a sneaky good uh, signing also with Carnesis for I guess their backup or, or the grooming role for two and, a, two and a quarter million. So that's that's a that's a good signing there as well. Yep, agreed. And then uh, Vinicius uh, uh, coming over from uh, Portuguese side Real SC for four million, uh, the Brazilian center forward. And then uh, Amin Yunus on a free that was pretty dramatic um <laughs> uh but uh it's done and Eunice is finally a uh, napoli player and amato cicciretti who uh, impressed for benevento and then went down and helped Promer get promoted and now he is uh he's part of the uh napoli setup um uh and no real losses i mean reina leaves on a free to milan jacarini is uh officially a kievo player now christian maggio yeah. Uh, 36 years of age. Eventually, his time was going to end. So, uh, you know, pretty good business here for Napoli. Uh, you know, that's all of a sudden uh, that's all of a sudden on the back burner, uh, thanks to uh, <laughs> thanks to all the business that Juve have done. Uh, but um, 
are they still going to be the second best team in Serie A, or do you think there's going to be another team? Oh, um, I think there there will be another team, and it's not to say that Napoli are not going to have another fantastic season. I think they are, but I think I think there's another team or two that will even step up even more um, and really make it a four team push or a three team push. So. Um, I think Napoli will be in there in the mix, but I, I do think there will be another team emerging uh, for the Scudetto talk. Wouldn't be Roma by, by chance, would it? They'd be one of them, but not the one that I'm picking. Oh, so you think it'll be Inter. And sadly, I do. Sadly, you do. Well, there's nothing sad about that. They, oh, Milanista, of course it's sad. I, I know, I, I am too, <laughs> but uh, this world is far more interesting to me when Inter's good. Absolutely. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I don't want to have to, you know, beat them down every time. But, uh, yes, you take a look at Luciano Spalletti. He reunites with Rajan Angelon, uh, Lautaro Martinez, uh, young 20-year-old center forward coming over from Racing Club. Um, our friends that uh, know a lot of the South American football and World Football Index are are, are jumping like crazy about this. Uh, Politano from Sass- coming over from Sassuolo. Stefan De Vrij on a free from Lazio. Quadua Samoa on a free. Uh, from Juve, um, so uh, good business uh, for the Nerazzurri, um, indeed. And then uh, they get $25 million from Valencia for Condogbe after loaning him out. They move on from Davide Santon. Um, they get some money for some of their youth players, Davide Batella and Marco Carraro going to Atalanta uh, and getting a combined $12 million for that. Um, they have also decided that the Yuto, Yuto Nagatomo experience is officially over um, as he's moved mm-hmm. on to Galatasaray. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little bit of a shuffling of the deck there uh, at Inter. Um, Nainggolan obviously heads, headlines this group, though. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it was, uh, when I happened, I was in shock when that happened, really, because I expected him to move. I mean, if he moved, he was going to go to England or something, somewhere abroad. And then the fact that he stayed and went to Inter, I knew he wasn't going to go to Juventus. He, his hatred for Juventus is is not uh, anything new. But um, he went to, to go to Inter. I was I was shocked by that, for sure. And uh, Stefan De Vries, now you've got uh, Skrinja, Miranda, and De Vries. Uh, <sighs> you can play a three-man defense like with that. And, um, and with the improved uh, season from Sami Handanovic in goal, uh, uh, that's a that, that that is a much improved defense already, uh, and Devry just as capable scoring on set pieces as Skriniar is. So uh, another another target for um, uh, you know for the. I was gonna say Inter gonna be competitive as long as they can keep Icardi and Perisic and Brozovic and you know, those are the guys who who last year got them so far. Um, they, if they can keep all their keep all their key players, and with all these additions, I think they're going to be making moves this this upcoming year. Um, well, maybe maybe Spalletti can finally get over his 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 hump that he has a mental block, and Inter can get over that. But we'll that's, you know time will tell on that. But I think it's it's important that they keep Icardi and Paradisic, especially those two. Um, they're so important to that that attack. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. And then uh, the other team that I think had them has having themselves a very nice Mercato is Roma. Uh, Javier Pastore, uh, he's been surplus to requirements for years at Petit Saint-Germain. Has finally gotten out of there, and he's gotten out of there for under twenty-five million now. Twenty-nine years old, and really having a. Is that I think that that's the one. I think it's a good get for Roma, but I think that twenty-four, 
24.7 million euros for a 29-year-old that uh, is surplus to requirements at another club. I, I think that's too much, don't you? Yeah, I think they're they're they were kind of trying to make an impact on the on the window, and they thought that they had to overpay to get it, and that's what they got with the uh, with Javier Pastoria, unfortunately. Well, the bigger impact is going to be Justin Clivert uh, from Ajax yeah, for excellent pickup, a little over seventeen million euros. That is going they're going to find out that that is going to be a bargain. Uh, and uh, can you imagine? Um, as of now, Aiden Jekko is still the uh, starting striker at Roma, but either Jekko or Patrick Schick can finally get his legs under him. Uh, you got. Clivert running on the left side. You've got Chenji Zunde running on the right side. Um, giddy up. <laughs> whoever's, don't, forget, yeah, whoever's, don't forget El Sharawi and El the rest Sharawi, of the gang. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Also, you got a bunch of guys there. Uh, giddy up, man. And uh, whoever's, whoever's the striker for Roma is going to be in for a bunch of goals this season. Um, and they're already, they're already raving about Clivert uh, after the first couple of days of training there at Roma. Um, son of uh, Patrick Clivert. Uh, Absolutely. The great, the great Dutch striker who... Uh, they got Brian Castrante too, so let's not forget that. That's another great pickup. Uh, for a steal, $5 million. Um Ivan Marcano from Porto on a free. That was a good pickup by them defensively. Veteran uh, defensive help, definitely yeah. going to help them there. Um, moving on from some players, uh, let's see. Bruno Perez is back in-house, but I think he's getting loaned. That one's a weird one. He's He's got a loan to Sao, Sao Paulo, but... Uh, we'll have to get with Solano to find out what's going on with the debris. I wonder if it's like a Robinho situation where you know they loan him out there and eventually it's going to be sold to them. It's just you know a loan with an obligation to buy or something maybe. Yeah, they cash in on uh, they cash in on Nangalan as we mentioned. They got thirty eight million for him, which I think that they got gypped on. But Nangalan yeah. is thirty. Um, but uh, uh, they finally cash in on Skrupski, who's going to Bologna for nine million. Uh, Wani Terbe to Tijuana for five million. Uh, Marco Tuminello, the promising center forward surplus, and he's going to Atalanta. How about that? How, how about Casparini's Gasp- collecting some young players? Genius. Oh, man. They know what they're doing over there all of a sudden. Um, but uh, but those are some of the departures. Uh, yeah, Bruno Perez is on. It looks like they're going to loan him to Sao Paulo, and that's a loan that's supposed to run until the end of December 2019. That's a weird one. We'll get with Solano on that. Um the uh, the Schick deal is uh, permanent now as well, uh, so uh, Roma is certainly making some moves and still got a, you know quite a few of their key players. Obviously, uh, Nainggolan is going to be one that they're going to have to replace, but enough pieces are there to make up for it for sure. Um, outside of that, uh, give me some uh, you know give me a team and then give me a player that. You know, you look at and are kind of wowed by with what they've done so far with this Mercato. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with La Viola. Um, they signed a fantastic talent at goalkeeper, uh, Albin Lafont from Toulouse. Uh, he is probably on par skill level with maybe uh, Gianluigi uh, Donnarumma or or Plezzari or any any kind of youngster you want to throw out there, but. He's got the skill set. He's got the size. Uh, he's the, the future French goalkeeper. Um, that's a steal for Fiorentina that they only got him for like $7.5 or something like that. So I like what Fiorentina are doing there. Um, trying to think. Let me, see, let me see what else I got here. Um, uh, Valon Barisha to Lazio, almost €7 million. Euros. That's a good pickup there. That's your boy. I know you're going to be confused all season now with the Barishas in the league, two of them <laughs> not mm-hmm. related, as we, I, think we, I think we realize. Um, who else? Diego Falcinelli going to Bologna. He's gonna, 
can get more pitch time and hopefully get his shooty boots back. I don't know. That's a that's a curious one there. Um, Udinese, they they did pick up a a Dutch player. Um, let me find his name real quick. Uh, ta, 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 ta. There it is. Hideter Avest uh, from FC Twente. Uh, he's a good defender. He, he plays, I think, I believe it was a right back. Um, Udinese, they, they just find these gems. You know, they do. Uh, Giampiero Gasparini, Atalanta, they do as well. These guys just keep, continue doing. You know, now they're in in Central Europe. Before they were in South America, they just they find a talent everywhere. I'm just so impressed with them. Um, and then uh, Pierluigi Golini finally made his move to Atalanta official. I think it was uh, he was on loan before from Aston Villa, but uh, Atalanta bought him for four million euros. So that's good for them. That's a, that's a future for them. Young young goalkeeper there. Um, and then other than that, I mean. We want to talk about the Milan signings, Borini and, and, and Halilovic, especially Halilovic. Now, Borini is just like, okay, he's a good utility player, but uh, Halilovic has the, the the potential with him. Um, we've seen him when he was young with, with Barcelona and then Sporting Guion and, and Hamburg, um, but he's, got, he's, got, he's a frustrating player because he has all this talent and then he doesn't produce sometimes. Uh, we know that all too well with, uh, with uh, Hachim Mastur, but... Um, hopefully, this, coming to Milan, he'll get his chance to to prove that he he is a talent that we all thought he was. And and if if Milan keeps Suzo, both of them paired up, or even if he replaces him, um, it, Milan is a good place because there's a lot of youngsters there. And hopefully, uh, he's gonna grow and become a star player that uh, that we all thought he was gonna be when he was younger. So, mm-hmm. and also uh, Boateng, Boateng's back in the league. Yeah, with Sassuolo, yeah. uh, it's. Uh, It'd be good to see him. Good to see him back out there. Um, yeah, I, I, you, you stole my thunder there on Valandoresha. I love that Velazio. Uh, yeah. Creative spark for uh, RB Salzburg and their run. He killed the them Europa. in Europa League, and they're like, we're we're taking them. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, talent. How about uh, Jakob Janko going to Sampdoria yeah, on pole? Yeah. Um, I, that's a great get uh, for Marco Giampaolo. Um, and uh, Duvan Zapata in particular will be happy to get his playmaking and his service. Uh, so, um, you know, it's just, just somebody to, to, uh, work the, uh, you know, you know to, 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 help them, uh, to help them get a little bit more creativity, get a little something going. I mean, it, it, Sampdoria just got stagnant as the rest of the season went on, which we kind of, which we spent a lot of time talking about, uh, toward the end of the season, going to miss Lucas Torreira, by the way, uh, as he goes off to, uh, as he goes off to Arsenal. Um, it was nice that, uh. Uh, Tabarez over at Uruguay figured out that he was that he picked him and, and finally started playing him in the World Cup. <laughs> so when he put him in there, he did pretty well. So, yeah. um, you know, so that's that that's one I that's one I definitely um, thought was uh, was a good get. Uh, like I said, Valon Barisha uh, looks like Embain uh, Yang is permanent from from Milan to Torino. Um, and Kolu is permanent as well, which I think is an important kid as far as guys that were loaned that yeah, are going to be yeah. permanent. Um, you know, so Torino certainly going to offer some competitive balance uh, this season. Um, uh, I, I see the uh, I see the uh, Teravest move there uh, for Udinese as well, which I think is a good one. So uh, as far as teams, um, very interested in what Bologna is doing right now. Um, yeah, they get the goalkeeper in Skrubski. That's an upgrade for them. Uh, and then obviously the, uh, combination of forwards that they're going to have, you mentioned Falcinelli, um, heading over there. And, uh, I believe they added another forward with some Serie A experience. 
Um, so, and they also added Matthias Fanberg, who's a, who's a midfielder from Malmo for four and a half million. So they're spending some money now. Uh, good for them because they're they're finding these players in different leagues now. Yeah, it's good to have the Serie A players, but you got to bring some talent sometimes from other places and try to develop them. So uh, good for them to to reach out and get some get some spend some money. Yep, uh, it is. Uh, oh, Federico Santander from uh, Copenhagen. Aye. Yes, uh, you know, for six million. So that's going to be a nice combination of forwards there between Santander and Paul Cinelli. Uh, you know, pity that the likes of a um, uh, Simone Verdi isn't there to provide them the service. Uh, but um, nonetheless, uh, interesting to see how they're reshuffling the deck under the new manager, people in Zaki. Uh, he's back in Serie A. So. Um, yeah, so uh, the, 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 that's just a, a quick overview of how the uh, Mercato has been going beyond Juventus. Uh, and finally, we just kind of – we will finish up just real quick here, Richard, with the state of AC Milan before we go. Um, basically, it's in the control of Elliott Management, which I think as this was all unfolding, that was going to be the inevitable outcome. Yep, today it was official. Yep. Um, so – what next? I mean, it looks like there's a number of different things that Elliot is going to try and do with this now. Um, one of the popular opinions is that that they may actually try to, you know, they're, they're, they're going to put in some money to help stabilize the club. Uh, I've heard even that they might even, you know, which to me, I'm not sure why they would do this if, if they're just going to be holding it and selling it, but maybe they're doing it to make it more attractive. But they may be trying to set the pace for uh, getting AC Milan a new stadium. I saw a story about that. Um, but um, ultimately, Milan is available to... You, you, Milan is going to inevitably be for sale. I don't think Elliot's going to have this long-term. Um, you know, what do you think is realistic for how long Elliot management is going to be in control of AC Milan? I think it's short term. I think this summer, I think they'd rather move it, move on with a, a new owner sooner than later. And I think it'll happen before the start of the season. Um, from what I read in Forbes or the Financial Times, and I forget which one, which one it was, uh, they, they're probably going to inject probably like 50 million, uh, to try to obviously make it more attractive and, and sign some players, stabilize the club, um, and then make it obviously, uh, attractive for for whether it's the Ricketts or or whomever are trying to buy it. Um, there's a lot of American sports uh, owners that are trying to get in on this, as well as I just saw today uh, there's some investors from China or Russia trying to get involved as well. Um, so it's very it's a very attractive league, and I think with this Ronaldo signing, the 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 buyers are going to come even more because they want to get in on this and get in on the attention. So. Uh, it'll be interesting. I think Elliot's going to do what's best for them, and which means someone who's going to be stable and have the money because they're going to want not to deal with another Young Hong Lee situation. So, mm. um, I, it's it's still up in the air. Uh, the Milan appeal is going to be in the air as well. They need to find a decision soon because the first Europa League playoff is end of this month, and you know Milan needs to know, Atalanta and Fiorentina need to know. So, um, I'm sure those two teams are preparing just in case. Uh, but we, uh, everyone needs to find an answer for that, and I think that's going to also determine how much uh, Elliot Elliot Company is going to Elliot Management is going to put into Milan because um, they may have to offload to balance the books. I don't know, and there's rumors that you know the only way to do that is get rid of you know the best players, and that's Suzo and 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 Donnarumma. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be it's just as confusing as it was last year or the year before with Mr. B. So um, never ending drama. 
But considering the influx of talent and the investment that they brought in, do you really think that on the pitch, Milan are in that are in that much trouble in the short no. term? I don't no, think. I think, so. I don't I think, think so a few pieces away, a couple pieces away, um, to to do be successful. The question for me ultimately is: Can can the manager? Is he good enough to tactically to to get the job done? He he did stellar work the second half of the season. Uh, Gattuso did, but um, that that to me is the biggest biggest thing of all of them. I think with this current team, um, can they they'll probably succeed at the beginning, but I, I don't know how long term this is the the answer. So it's a lot of question marks all around. But I mean, as far as players go, there's only one or two pieces missing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, definitely agree with you there. I mean, the uh, the and business. Did you hear who might be going to Atletico Madrid? Kalinic. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> good, good. Get out. <laughs> good. I don't know why. why they've got. I, I guess I think it's contingent on whether or not they can offload Kevin Gamero. Was one of the things that I read as far as that was concerned. That, ah. uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, but yeah, they they can't get rid of him soon enough. Um, but anyway, uh, you, you know, I'm with you. I think that, you know, they're young, they're experienced. They, they, they took their lumps last season. And I think that, you know, I think that they still can contend for top four. Um, it's going to be harder because, as we've laid out, Napoli, Inter, and Roma have all upped their game. Um, Lazio have done some sneaky good business. So it's going to be challenging on those fronts. Um, and then, uh, you know, Atalanta are just are are, are there's they're not going to go away either they're getting the guys that are just right for what gasparini wants to do they're not going out and overspending on on you know and overextending themselves on players they're finding guys that are the perfect fit for what gasparini wants to do and that are going to buy into what gasparini wants so um but yeah short term i don't think milan are going to be impacted long term we'll have to see it just as a matter of who the owners become so um this is, in the end, though, probably a good thing that it's in Elliot's hands. Um, I would say. Uh, I yeah, just, yeah, I think sure. there was just uh, there in the end, there became way too much certainty with the Chinese group, uh, led by Yang Hong Lee, uh, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what what happens here with Milan uh, down the road. So, and I think a reason why it's going to end be decided this summer is because under it's uh, it's all under Luxembourg law, and Luxembourg law allows for quick sales, from what I remember reading. Um, so once they find a suitable uh, purchaser or, or potential owner, I think that the deal is going to go really quickly. It won't sure. drag on like the the Young Hong Lee one did before. Sure, sure, definitely agree with that. Uh, so all of that, we're putting a bow on this edition of the Serie A sit down. Uh, let's do a, a quick uh, shameless plug in social media. Richard, we'll start with you. You're on a roll with those World Cup predictions. Uh, I just decided to stop after. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah. I picked. Everybody I picked for the last four didn't make it to the last four. So yeah, I've got I got my last five picks correct in a row. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, uh, for the record, I picked Croatia over England in a close one. Good, uh, I picked but, good. I want Croatia to beat England, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been putting out a lot of articles during the World Cup. I uh, just been inspired to write, and uh, you know, so much action is going on. But um, I also will be joining the Kings of Europe podcast this Saturday to talk about a World Cup final preview. Uh, depending on, we'll find out who the, the opponents are for France. But uh, other than that, yeah, just uh, enjoying summer and getting ready to go on vacation here in a couple of weeks. So awesome! And and uh, and where can they find you on Twitter? At r underscore k h a r m a n. Excellent. I'm at ftc underscore twenty one. 
and uh, there'll be no more Calcio consultants until the start of next season where I can get into a, uh, a bit of a preview. Eh, I shouldn't say that. Maybe at the beginning of August, I'll bring out a, uh, you know, uh, preseason rankings based on uh, how the squads look uh, at that point. Um, I did that last year. Uh, where I just kind of made progressions based on players adding and subtracting from clubs. Or if or if Messi joins Milan, right? Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to do a special <laughs> podcast for that. I'm hoping this is the last podcast until our preview pod. I, I was enjoying the time off, but uh, we, we, we did have to jump on. So I can go at, at FTC underscore 21, the Calcio consultant uh, over at World Football Index. You'll find my content there. Um, and speaking of World Football Index, our friend uh, Grant Gendo uh, is just, just asked us on Twitter, think Quadrado will be pissed. At Ronaldo for stealing his shirt number. I don't think he'll care. <laughs> no, he's dancing right now. He's celebrating. Yeah, yeah he's, he's dancing like he did when he scored for Colombia in the World Cup. So with that, we thank you for listening to this edition of the Serie A sit-down. And uh, next you'll hear from us, unless Messi signs for Milan, uh, that, that will be uh, when we do the preview pod uh, sometime in August. But until then, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, be sure you tell your paisans about us. Ciao.